Oh, hey, you guys, it's Kilowatt. I am in a better state of mind than I was yesterday. I was having a harder time. <laughs> Usually when I have a harder time, I drink a lot more vodka. Um, and so tonight I just, I stuck to the white claw and I just took it easy. Um, I had a little tiny grill out with the kids and did a little fire thing with that. That was a fun experience. Um, and then cleaned our house. I'm about to get some moving boxes and start sorting through my stuff tomorrow. I have a meeting with a doctor at 9 to see if I can get out of quarantine. And I'm looking at a three-bedroom in Malala, so wish me luck. Also trying to allocate items from, what did I call them yesterday? What did I say? It wasn't, it wasn't Jared Iverson, it was it was Joey, it was Joe Ivy or Tony Ivy or something so weird shit. This shit that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, why am I talking? Um, in which case, I wanted to share with you something funny because <laughs> what the fuck else are you here for other than my entertainment? Um, okay, so I haven't sent, like, we, okay, so drivers have a sign up every. Three months, usually. Um, Given special circumstances, a.k.a. COVID-19, there are um, times where they will manage to... Like, they'll shave off hours, but they'll save drivers' jobs. So they didn't um, end up having to lay off any of our drivers, but we do have a restriction when it comes to passengers on the bus. If they're traveling together, we can have a total of 15, um, but they still have to mind the the six feet distance rules the total being maybe like 10 um if they're family and they're sitting in one collective unit it's 15 which is cool but that also means like fewer buses so things are getting tight and i'm honestly i'm like if this is uh this is equivalent to like being at the grocery stores and seeing that hanging plexiglass yeah that hanging plexiglass should fucking be there and they deserve that safety and they do deserve sanitize, like sanitized stations. Like they need it. Like we need to protect the people that have to show up every fucking day. So like, just do your thing and quit bitching about the debit card reader, okay? Anyway, um, moving on. We had a well, it was an emergency sign up, and uh, the basically like it's been a lot of drivers were like angry because they ran a couple hours late yesterday or day before. Uh, and all of our union stewards were told, yo, look, you get like two minutes to sign this shit and then they just pick for you. Like that's, that's the game, right? Like they say that, but they're not monsters and like, they're not, <laughs> they're not robots. Like somebody's like, wait, wait, no, wait. Oh my God. No, I don't know. Uh, hold on. They're not just going to say, well, too bad you get line 72 or line 71. Like they're not going to do that. They're not monsters. I mean, we work with these people. They've been drivers. They know. So they got pressured by everybody who was angry that they weren't on time, even though they're doing the best that they fucking can. Um, And so I was anxiously awaiting a phone call. So the way that this works, so to like adhere to the sign up 
um, meaning every single driver gets fair time and their their spot to choose what they want based off seniority. Um, they're also adhering to the social distancing request by Kate Brown. So they did it all online. Like, and if they didn't do it online, uh, they called you. Okay, so here's the fun fact. I have not accessed my employee email in almost two years. <laughs> um, and so check it out. Okay. <laughs> this is the shit that I said. So I, um, I sent an email because they gave us two emails and they said, just email these people if you have any questions. There are your main contacts for sign up you should be getting called by one thirty. So at one thirty two I didn't get a call and I said, Okay, well I'm just gonna send them an email. I'm gonna check in. I know that they've been running late because of everybody complaining about yesterday. So I'm just gonna email them and tell them, look, I know that like you're running late, but I just wanted to let you know I'm here. So here's my first email to my superior uh not superior officers, but like superiors. That would work. The first email that Kilowatt sends after two years of silence, because I finally just figured out my password through station agent. Okay, check it out. Just making sure I didn't miss it. I'm terrible with technology, so the fact that I figured out my password and got this email out is a miracle, laughing out loud. I updated my number on the employee portal, blah, 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 blah. Just listen to my phone number. And impatiently waiting. I know you're all working very hard and I appreciate everything you've done for us. I didn't understand how to submit what I want. So I'm just sending the email because nobody has called me up. And this is where I start to rumble. <laughs> I say, I love line 33. I don't care if I work weekends. I prefer center and generally make things happen if I have to be awake before 12 noon. Why do I sound like Kevin from Home Alone? <laughs> So, just some background. Not sure who's going to call me. I figured I'd just put it all out there. <laughs> My kid's dad is also a bus driver, and we're still married, so I guess it counts. He got a split, <laughs> he got a split with Friday, Saturdays off. If we could have me with Sunday, Monday off, that would work for daycare. Also, I couldn't help but mention I like to get off before 10. But it's whatever. But I don't. But it's whatever. I know I can't be a choosy bugger. Thanks a million. Smiley face. Looking forward to the call and getting out of quarantine. Ellipses. Ugh. Kilowatt. Okay. Just to be funny, I sent that to my boss, Mary, who took it upon herself to (laughs) fill out my leave requests through COVID-19 and handled everything that I needed or to pay time off because of my exposure. So, um, I sent it to her and I was like, yo, just because this is my first email, blah, blah, blah. This is, I'm going to send this to you as a funny, like, you're welcome. And she, she writes, actually like, oh my God, kill it now. <laughs> Because her daughter's on the spectrum and she knows, like, that filter is just not there. <laughs> um, anyway. <sighs> so. 
I had like a mild panic attack today. And it got so bad where I was like trying to figure out how I could lie about the fact that I wasn't panicking and how I just needed to go for a walk and breathe. And I realized that I needed to, number one, find a better way to ground myself. So I think I'm going to do some type of gardening. Number two, come up with a plan so I can keep my mind in the game. And number three, um, like, remove the emotions that complicate my ability to think clearly. If that's a viable statement, I think it is. Like, I have a tendency to get overworked. Like, I can allow my emotions to completely block my mind. And I don't have a thought process at that point. I just, they swallow me and I get lost. And it's comparable to a screaming void of emotion that happens where even the silence is what swallows you and it literally encapsulates every panic attack known to man with like a like a loud buzzing sound there was like a movie called the happening and it was like every time there was like a loud buzzing sound and then the silence you knew that it would like things were bad and people would be dying and like everybody would be killing themselves and for me, it's like a lot of buzzing sound that happens with a low hum and then it starts to build and build and build and build and then suddenly it gets out of control and it explodes and I am silent and I am at that breaking point of panic. And that happened to me today and I was trying to play it off like there was nothing wrong and I was just like, okay, well this is horrible because I'm really bad at life. Um... Another thing I noticed is that both of my children really genuinely need, like, mental health care visits. Braylon is really lonely, and she misses her friends at school. And Jacob feels like uh, neither one of his dads likes him, which is horrible. Um, and I just, I looked at him, and he was like, yeah, well, Braylon, you have it this easy and this and that and blah, blah, blah and this and that. And then Braylon's like, yeah, well, you have it this easy and this and that and yada, yada and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at both of them and I said, you guys, we're all just doing the best that we can. And like, sometimes you're going to look at the person next to you and be like, yeah, your struggle is not so hard. But you don't really know what their struggle is because you're not them. You don't know what they have inside of them. You don't know who's having a panic attack and is playing it off like nothing's wrong. And maybe that's why they have a subtle drinking problem. <laughs> like, I have bad anxiety, but I don't trust the pharmaceutical companies. So meanwhile, I'm just over here trying to breathe my way to fucking harmony. And, um, and like, you can feel the anxiety. It's there. Also, I wanted to note that I feel really connected to my new group of friends that I've made through this COVID. <laughs> Actually, it was a mis it was a typo. I called it COVID nineteen workforce or essential workforce support group. And I accidentally forgot the D. And then as I said I forgot the D, I just started to tell people that I left the D out on purpose because social distancing is happening and nobody's getting the D. <laughs>
which is so good. <laughs> the truth is, I just don't know how to edit anything, and technology's not my friend. Um, so I've been enjoying this group of friends who I've gotten to know and I'm networking with. Um, one of them is a coworker of mine and his wife, Mary. Mike and Mary just had their daughter. Uh, and I wanted to congratulate them because I felt it was so amazingly cute that they posted a picture of her. Her name is Magnolia Peralt. And she's the first baby born in Portland three weeks early during COVID-19 to an essential employee who's valued and cherished throughout her city. And his wife is like the fucking sun wrapped into beautiful woman form. And their son is gorgeous, just like both of them. And this baby and her pure love rating from the picture they sent us encapsulates everything that I stand for. And I told everyone to keep moving for the people and always face towards the sun. And I feel like this little girl and her beauty and magnificent parents are going to, they're going to do a great job, but they're uh, part of that group and also my coworker and his wife. Um, like she actually offered to come help me look for Jake when she was going into labor. And I said, um, no, <laughs> thanks. I said, it's okay. Um, but she was going into labor and the fact that she offered while she was going into labor is hilarious. She was like, Oh my God, my friend's son is missing. I shall go help her. Um, and like, we've not actually hung out just her and I, and so I, I thought that was kind of sweet. And, um, so yeah, I created this COVID-19, not COVID because <laughs> no one's getting there. Um, I created that group so that everybody could find a way to bond because when the building's hollow and the hearts feel empty, it's important to bond and find substance somewhere. And you can continually hear from everybody, oh, you should just be thankful you have a job. Or you could hear, thanks for being here a thousand times. And it's just not the same as commiserating with fellow coworkers or people like you, like that understand when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to have to be there. And the next day you're going to have to be there. And until you are told that you can't be there, you're going to be there. Um, but it's also not like, I posted this thing that made me feel pretty powerful about it. It's not what you do during COVID-19 quarantine. It's how you do it. How you do everything right now is a choice. And I remind myself of that when I'm panicking and I can't breathe and I feel like I'm going to pass out and there's a brick on my chest and I can't breathe. I take that deep centered breath and I start naming colors and I start trying to focus and like, you know, like whatever I can do. Um, my friend Chase just said something earlier. He said, I think he said, what did he say? <laughs> God, I suck at this. I'm so bad at podcasting. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm trying to find our conversation. Just like I have like dyslexia, so it bounces all over my head. Okay, so fingers crossed, breathing deep. Ah, sobriety. 
We're talking about being sober. Good God, man. Anyway, he said that it was like one thing he could see, or one thing he could smell, two things he could see, and three things he could touch. And that's like a grounding method to keep your anxiety and panicking level to like a dull roar. Um, personally, when I feel like I'm in a panic, I just grab like, if I'm not working, I'll just grab a drink. But that's probably why I should not be doing that anyway. Um, otherwise I start cleaning. So it's kind of cute because my little sister and I have that in common. On the plus side, all the bathrooms are super clean and we can open our front door and I managed to completely sort through all the clothes, um, and I vacuumed every room. So like all these extra energy things I managed to do. Um, but yeah, I found this, um, opportunity today to talk to somebody who also had anxiety and he's my uh, my old landlord's son who would just like randomly be by and and he's like really changed his life around and he stopped drinking so he deals with anxiety and stuff too so I felt like I could commiserate with this gentleman and he's a lovely human too um I feel pretty lucky to have people in my life who are supporting me and love me um, I wish more than anything I could send somebody to my mother's house to give her a hug who's not COVID-19 infected. <laughs> At this point, it's about 17 minutes in, but I wanted to fucking tell you guys that I was sorry about yesterday. I just I came to the realization that a lot of things were ending and I was having a hard time with that. Um, also to note, thank you to everybody on the COVID-19 workforce group. Thank you to all the vet techs who gave me info on my dog and the grapes. I had no idea. Like to him, they were just like little balls of juice and he was so excited to eat them. And I didn't know I would be causing him harm or kidney failure. So that started a huge fight today, which ended in a lot of blowout uh, moments and just bad energy. So that was the beginning of that, and I learned quickly not to do that. Also, thank you to my friend David Clayton, who posted a list of things dogs can and cannot eat. I just, I've never had a dog like this before, and I, but he was such a little guy, and like, Brent was so, always so in control of him, so I've never had a dog that like sleeps with me or like cuddles up to my chest and refuses to move until I cuddle him. Like I've never had a dog that loves me as much as Tangle loves me. And I just felt so sad that I might've put him in danger. And I felt so upset and I felt like such an idiot and such an irresponsible parent. So thank you to those who just like sat with me and helped me walk through. Like, is he sleepy? Is he lethargic? How many grapes did he actually eat? Like he maybe ate like 12, you know? Um, and it was over the course of 12 hours. So he's fine, but I'm not going to be giving him grapes. I didn't know though, you know, like I'm not like just the same as I shouldn't have put a toner in my kid's bathroom. Like, 
like an idiot, I left the toner in the shower and they thought that it was just like conditioner. So my kids are like potentially blinding themselves because I'm a dumbass. So there's that. That was great. Um, moving on. I'm not the most uh, capable, but I try the best that I can. So I appreciate your support and love there. Uh, when it comes down to it, we come into this world alone and we leave alone and we need to be comfortable in our own skin and we need to be able to accept the times that we are alone. And I just want you to know that I'm thankful for the people who reach out and remind you that, yeah, you are alone, but you don't have to go through everything alone too. We can just hang out and be buds and that feels nice feels really nice you guys so thank you um i'm sorry about yesterday i just have a lot going on and a lot of times it's a lot easier to drink it away but i think tonight i'm more sober than i've been and i'm more excited about just creating a future so i can bank on that um Anyway, this is Kilowatt. We are exactly 2 in the morning. And we're 21 minutes and 27 seconds. So I'm going to call it a night. I'm super tired. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Kilowatt out. Love you. Bye.